Wow. Um, I don't know what to say. It's feeling like me season right now. I feel so bad for anybody who doesn't fuck with me. Um, mute me, block me, whatever you need to do. Because it's, it's a me season right now. It's my time. <laughs> And welcome back to Poor Life Decision. I'm Chris. And live from the insecure Zoom waiting room, I'm Doyen. <laughs> I have mixed feelings. <laughs> I, you know, I was telling my sister, I never finished the Crabble Kimmy Schmidt because I didn't want to. Cause it was Same. Same. I didn't finish Shit's Creek. But I'm like, I'm so ready to watch it. And then I saw that Crystal had already seen the first episode. So now I'm really like, I'm ready. <laughs> I purposely did not watch the uh, trailer because I just, I mean, I'm going to watch I'm going to watch the show in real time, of course. Mm -hmm. But like, I have mixed feelings and it's making me kind of sad. <laughs> yeah. I oh, totally goodness. get that. It was just such a relatable show she brought us through like she every did. single struggle like i was telling somebody about like the whole and i am a molly apologist um through and through so i was like yeah last season it was important to show that we have hard relationships with people outside of the men that we date mm -hmm. and that's me rationalizing because i love molly <laughs> oh i love molly i probably took up for molly a lot too um, but I also empathize with Issa, which I mean, Issa was not yeah. faultless in that. Yeah. But uh, but I empathize with her a lot because I had a Molly as a really close friend, and that shit was exhausting. Yeah. So, so yeah, and I and I'm just ready to see them. Like, what's gonna happen with them? What's gonna happen with this baby? Like, I'm I'm we're just ready to see how all the cars are gonna fall out. What is going to happen with corn chips and that baby? <laughs> I started, um, I started back at season one and I just mm. forgot how good it was. Like it was so good from day one. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to do the same with Atlanta. I'm going to start back Atlanta at season one. I, I actually had started Atlanta back at season one and then I stopped watching it, but I'm going to go back. So I started Atlanta last year and when I found out, I think season three hadn't happened. I stopped in the middle of season two. <laughs> just did not do shit with it. <laughs> just, you know, you 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 want to be upset, but at the same time, you know, we're proud of, you know, our folks, our people getting other jobs, being booked and busy. So, yeah. you know, but don't forget what put you here. <laughs> right. Meanwhile, Grey's Anatomy is on like season 22. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. I finally gave up, the, in the words of the church, I finally gave up the ghost on Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> I just I just let it go. But yeah. I think after uh, McDreamy died, I was like, fuck this show. I'm tired of storms that kills everybody. <laughs> Girl, I was still holding on after that. <laughs> <laughs> you had you had more foresight than I, but mm -hmm. anywho, um, so Dorian, you know, tell us what you got going on and what you are drinking. I'll start with what I'm drinking. I um, I went somewhere a few months ago and had like a date syrup and whiskey, and I was like, that's a really simple thing. So I tried to make it myself. So basically, I'm drinking date syrup and whiskey which is pretty much whiskey by itself with a little bit of sweetness. It's fine. 
We'll be good. It's going to be a great podcast. Um, <laughs> good times. Good times in the El Royale. Which, Bad Times at El Royale was a horrible movie. I don't know why it happened. Anyways, um, what have I been doing with my life? I started watching Sabrina the Teenage Witch again. Oh, <laughs> oh no. You, you mean the... Okay. Yeah, not the witchy one on Netflix, but like okay. just normal Sabrina. I, I like the normal Sabrina too. I enjoyed it back in the day, but I love the one on Netflix. Oh, it's so good. By the way, one thing that gave me joy, you finally started Ted Lasso. That made me happy. <laughs> We're going to talk about it. We're going to talk okay, about it. Okay. I just had to go there. Um, Otherwise, I'm just chilling like a villain, trying to unpack, get my life together. Um. This morning, I was like, ooh, I'm going to go. Oh, yeah. I don't think I told y'all. I think this happened after the episode. I bought a Monstera plant. Her name is Rasputia. Mm-hmm. Very happy to have her. She's really big and beautiful. Um, and so I've gotten, I ordered the steaks off of Amazon and a new pot for her. I'm really excited for her to, like, grow big and flourish. Funny enough, it's right beside one of Roxy's beds, so it looks like she has like her own personal tree over her. <laughs> uh, also, this morning I went to Home Depot, and I was going to buy a tomato steak, and I came out with a tomato steak and a large lavender plant, because mm. I have sun, and I can do these things now. <laughs> mm. You know, I just, I don't know what's wrong with me. I've just refused to plant anything lately. It's fine. (laughs) I am overcompensating for you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, (laughs) The one tomato plant we brought over, it's like the cherry tomato plant, and it's dropping some tomatoes. But it's like huge because I didn't get a good job, like, snapping off the armpits in the tomato plant yeah. so it's just big so that's why I have to like stake it okay yay I'm trying to read your shirt but I can't see it all it says quarantini make quarantini it okay <laughs> that's cute <laughs> my, my quarantine like guilty pleasure has been soft shirts and so I just mm. love soft shirts and I'm like it's gonna be a sad day and I have to go back to work I could just get soft shirts with nothing on it and bedazzle that shit <laughs> you know add, add a scarf or something and then I would be okay in soft shirts to work <laughs> see you could you could um, okay so I will start with what I'm drinking which I am drinking a barefoot sangria <laughs> and let me tell you barefoot sangria is hideous and <laughs> I keep forgetting it. I keep, for- I, I, I don't know. I guess because in my mind, you can't mess up sangria. Mm-hmm. And this is not my first time buying this. This is not mm-hmm. my first time being disappointed. <laughs> and I just, but I ain't gonna waste no liquor. You know, <laughs> I don't tolerate that in my home. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's still a bottle of Alizé in my refrigerator. I don't know who's going to drink it, but <laughs> somebody will. <laughs> we will next year for the podcast. Uh-uh, I'm going to get rid of it. I'm going to get rid of it before then. I'm going to get rid of it before then. But and like, then you have to buy another one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, you know, it's just, it's it's hideous. 
It's just hideous. Okay. What anyway. is it? Like, is it too sweet? Uh-uh. It's thick. <laughs> it tastes, you know, okay. You know how sangria is supposed to be light and fruity? This tastes like a wine that has really heavy notes of currant. Like, really, like, real current heavy. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, disclaimer, I like prunes. It tastes like drinking prune juice, though. I don't <laughs> like, I don't like prune juice because it's thick, but I like eating prunes. And it tastes like, it tastes like, it's not as thick as prune juice. So it tastes like a thinned out prune juice that gives you a little buzz afterwards. You know what would help? Ice. No. <laughs> I have to draw the line somewhere. <laughs> so what I've um had going on is that my face is mad at me and I told y'all that already. So today I came home and I just went ahead and took my makeup off. Um and I'm just gonna have to stop wearing makeup to work. Also Currently, I am the only person in my office wearing a mask, and I don't want to talk about it because it makes me very emotional because it's literally like, fuck me. Like, it, mm-hmm. like everybody just said, fuck her. So, you know, but I digress. Anyway, I don't know why I thought I could go back to wearing a full face of makeup all day and having a mask on for the vast majority of the day. But uh, it ain't working. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm supposed eyebrows to be getting and eyes, eyebrows and eyes. That's it. Well, I'm supposed to be getting my hair braided, and for some reason, I don't know. I like my face. I, I mean, I like my bare face. I like my bare face with my hair up. I like my face with my hair up. Period. Like that's how mm-hmm. I prefer my face. But it's something about braids and a bare face. It just feels more doable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so I took the time to do, um, I did take the time to do individual lashes so that I didn't have like this thick lash situation mm-hmm. with no makeup on. I, that's fine for you girls to do that. It's just not my ministry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I'm just going to have to go back to no makeup and it's fine. It's fine. It's my fault and my face is punishing me. um and i will tell you what is bringing me joy (sighs) ted lasso yes (laughs) i oh my god so i have not started season two Mm -hmm. um and honestly it's because i just want to relish in season one Mm -hmm. uh last week was horrid And nothing bad happened. Um, I think it was just, you know, retrograde. I'm blaming everything on retrograde. Also, mm-hmm. PMS. Mm-hmm. My emotions were everywhere. I literally one day left work in the middle of the day, came home and took a bath in the middle of the day. Like mm-hmm. just just came home and ran a luxurious bubble bath and got in in the middle of the day. <laughs> like, but that day is when I started Ted Lasso. Because y'all know I take my iPad and set it up on my little tray and watch my shows while I'm in my bubble bath. And I just repeatedly, I just found myself repeatedly saying, 
the show is just so fucking good. It just feels good. Like, yeah. it just makes you feel good. And when I tell y'all, Ted Lasso is just the quintessential Southern coach. Like, he just is. With all those little quips. And <laughs> I just love it. I love it. With those little cookies they used to bring his boss. <laughs> and I knew it. I said, I said, he making them. He gotta be making. I listen. He is just everything about the show. I was laughing out loud. Mm-hmm. I was cheering out loud. I was. It just. It's been so long, and I, there are plenty of shows that I love to watch. Um, when I'm feeling down, of course, y'all know I. You know, I'm I'm type person. I like to be sad when I'm sad. So, mm-hmm. I do like to watch sad things when I'm sad, but. I also have shows that I like to watch to like pick me up, but I don't know. It's just something different about it. Just made me feel good on the inside. Yeah, I have not heard feel a good. single person that was like hey. even my friend who's like you know he's one of those lovely grumpy guys sometimes. But he's like, yeah, he had a Christmas episode in August, but I don't even follow him. This is so good. Like it's just it's I so think good. for the time that we're in right now. With so much negativity, it's just what we needed. It's a warm hug in a TV show. Because he's so pure. Like, the character is so pure. Mm-hmm. And I still stand by everything I said um, with the last... Was it Emmys? Yeah, Emmys. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I really feel like a lot of our Black creatives, our Black actors and uh, writers and whatnot were overlooked. I do feel that way. And I still feel mm-hmm. that way. Um, but I also feel like Ted Lasso deserved everything they got. It was just mm-hmm. a really good show. It just mm-hmm. really made me feel good. Um, I just love it. It's brought me all the joy. Yeah. Like you say, two things can be true. It's just, it's a really sweet show. <laughs> He's just so pure. I just love him. I just love him. He's the best. <laughs> all right. So is that everything? Do you want to move on to our... I'm ready. Current events. <laughs> yep. All right. By the way, y'all, have I ever told y'all how much I love current events as a kid? Like, I don't think anybody else in my class loved it, but it's like, I like finding out new information and sharing it with people. And so I love calling it current events because I really liked that as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> we used to, we used to could bring a current event. You could clip out of the newspaper yeah. and bring it for the bulletin That's board true. for extra points. <laughs> We're really dating ourselves. Yeah. It was a weird time because it's like I could clip a paper or I could just print out something from the internet. It was a weird time for me. But... Right, right. Like I didn't, I didn't have internet at home yet. Well, wait a minute. Yes, I did. I had a million of those AOL discs. <laughs> <laughs> but we didn't have paid for internet at home yet. But I could mm-hmm. go to the library and print it from the library. Child. Yeah, my dad got like a second line for the internet. But it was Ooh, like, I would like, was fancy. Keep in mind, I was in fifth grade. I'd make a list of things I wanted to do on the internet once I could call out the dialogue. <laughs> I was in fifth grade. I didn't have any friends. Like, like, you had to be. You had to be prepared. Yeah, you had to be efficient. Because you now, didn't, you didn't get to sit there and be online all day. And see, we yeah. only had one line. So, like, when I put that oh, little AOL, listen, when I put that little AOL disc in there, I had to make it count. 
now, like, I open up my laptop, I'm like, what What was I here for? Exactly. What was I going to do? The other exactly. day, I pulled up Black Planet, and I was like, girl, I ain't going to do this to myself. Because <laughs> I was, like, complaining about white people's social networks. I was like, let me get back on Black Planet. I got up to a login screen, and I was like, I don't want to do this. <laughs> Anyways, so we're going to go on to our current events. <laughs> Well, okay. you know, um, speaking of current events and Black Planet, um, well, you know, all the Facebook socials just decided to quit. <laughs> and so people were talking about, let's go to Black Planet. And I was just like, I'm going to chill no, right no. here. <laughs> <laughs> so yesterday I was working so hard that I didn't even feel the effects like everybody else did. Plus, I was like, if I really want to talk to people, there's TikTok and there's Twitter. And so I don't need Facebook and Instagram and WhatsApp. I was like, I'll talk to my family when I talk to them. Yeah. (laughs) Like I, so I, I've deleted Facebook off of my phone. Mm -hmm. I did. I didn't delete my account, but I deleted off my phone. Yeah. Um, I do have a bad habit of just scrolling Instagram, Mm -hmm. but it didn't bother me that it was down. Yeah. And, you know, I was on Twitter making jokes. (laughs) (laughs) The next thing you know, Twitter started like glitching. (laughs) And I was like, oh shit. (laughs) But it straightened out. It straightened out. You know, it was just too many people. It was too many people. And honest to goodness, there were people on my timeline that I haven't (laughs) seen in a month of Sundays. I was like, I got our follow, including celebrities, even celebrities that I was like, oh, I follow her. Let me unfollow. <laughs> but yeah, good times. <laughs> um, it, again, dating ourselves reminds me of the uh, Twitter fail well days. Like you could just get on Twitter yes, yes. and get these tweets off. Yes. <laughs> Twitter would be like, hold many, on, y'all. <laughs> hold on. Now hold on, hold on. <laughs> Wait a minute. Oh, praise God for better servers. <sighs> oh, okay. So, Mrs. Cardi B, I don't know, Mrs. Miss, I don't know right now what she is, but um, she was serving looks, and I gotta say, I love this little green yes. spring outfit. Yes. I love those pants. Um, if I could, like, put my shoes up so I had to get my shoes dirty, that's, like, really awesome. I also loved her red feather outfit because in my soul, I'm a male peacock. <laughs> yeah. So I'm always about big feathers. But Cardi serves some looks for Fashion Week. I mean, I really just wanted us to give her her flowers because she did. And you know, I think it's time for people to start acknowledging that Cardi is a fashion girl and mm-hmm. I don't think she really gets that recognition because mm-hmm. people look at her as a little hood girl. But this mm-hmm. isn't this isn't Cardi's first time showing up in the couture and making it do what it's supposed to do, and so I I just I was like, God damn, Cardi! Especially that hat that she had for the Balenciaga show yes. reminds me of a uh, good sis from The Incredibles. What's her name? I don't remember her name. Me neither. But she's yeah, she served me that look, and I needed it, and I I didn't even know I needed it, but I did need it. So. I was about to say it reminded me of a church lady. <laughs> no, I want to. It's not Agnes. I think it's Edna. It's Edna. It's Edna. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And also, which Edna is the fashion queen? So yes. And then um, Matt Gala with 
uh, Tracy Ellis Ross, she was like, I'm giving Edna vibes. So she had that. Yes, should be Edna for Halloween. That'd be fun. Mm. So are you going to set out candy for Halloween? Yes, you can. I did tell me the best practices. Because I thought I could give them chocolate, but I was told that kids don't like chocolate. But I'm like, what else would they eat? Girl, these kids <laughs> going to get whatever the fuck I got. <laughs> Listen now. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. So I've always avoided Halloween in the past because don't be knocking on my door. <laughs> <laughs> and my first year in my house, um, I bought a big bowl of candy. Mm-hmm. And uh, nothing. I I really probably only had like two people show up, and mm-hmm. my I live in a neighborhood full of kids, mm-hmm. and so I was like, okay, well, I didn't buy anything the next year, which was past COVID, and people kept coming up to my door. I'm like, uh uh-uh. uh, <laughs> and I had my light turned off anyway. But so I don't know. I think this year I'm just gonna do a bowl on a table outside and if one kid come and take the whole thing then tough titty to everybody else i mean i don't <laughs> i think I i'm just do. gonna set it outside yeah i may do that because i'm like i don't want them knocking on my door roxy's gonna flip out every time she already hates yeah. kids so i might just do a bowl outside the door as well <laughs> but you know um that was like my favorite part of halloween growing up was passing out candy because um that was so I always went trick-or-treating with my cousins on my dad's side of the family, with my dad's mm-hmm. family. And I wasn't as close to my dad's mom as I am to my granny. But Halloween was like our special time because, you know, sometimes I would pretend to be sick. <laughs> and, and I would get to stay behind and help her pass out candy. And my cousins would always take an extra bag for me. And then when they would come back, they would also share with me so that we all had equal candy. And um, yeah, so I like that's a really fond time in my memory that I have, you know, with just because on my dad's side, my grandma got a lot of grandkids, you know, <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's not that it's not a lot of that one on one time like I have with me and granny. But yeah, mm-hmm. that was a moment that was ours. I would, you know, sometimes have a little tummy ache and need to stay behind. <laughs> <laughs> Well, <laughs> my immigrant, very Christian parents, all I did was go to um, fall festivals at, at church. church. Yes. <laughs> but we didn't even get to dress up. So I'd be there in normal clothes. And so that's why <laughs> now as an adult, I'm very adamant about dressing up because I yeah. never have to dress up as a kid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think. And even when it comes to like trick or treating, my parents would be like, turn the lights off. <laughs> Not just turn the front light off. Turn all the lights that are facing outside <laughs> off. <laughs> so people don't come to our door and ask for shit. <laughs> okay. I mean, I listen, I, I feel your parents on that because that's how I am as an adult. <laughs> but like, and of course, Granny, like, it wasn't her favorite thing. But, you know, my... Uh, my other folks would want me to go with them. And so she never stopped me. And of course my mm-hmm. mama didn't care. And the only thing granny did, you know, she never let me be anything spooky. Mm-hmm. I always wanted to be a witch. I could never be a witch. <laughs> I was always like a fairy. I was a bumblebee. <laughs> that was my favorite costume was the bumblebee. I was a princess. Like I was, I was a lot of things, but I could never be anything scary. Funny enough. My favorite costume was the beehive. 
I looked like a bee. And I had a basket full of phrases that the beehive says that I can hand out to people. Um, oh, that's a good concept. That's a good concept. Uh, but it's so funny. I was in Dollar General the other day, and this one was like, if, if I can't find what he wants, he's going to be Spider-Man. And I'm like, how many children are Spider-Man? Because that's the first thing their parents found. Good to tell you. It's okay. It's all right. <laughs> all right. So next up. So somebody sent me this article, and I really thought we had, I had seen this article before, so I ignored it. But I guess this is recent. But this has happened before in history. I know we talked about it on podcast before. But a missing junk man spent hours helping a search party look for himself. Um, and so he was in Turkey. I think the last one was in like Scotland or something. Yeah. And he joined his own search party and was looking for himself until he realized he was the target of the rescue mission. So he's about 50 years old and he was out drinking with his friends when he wandered off into a nearby forest and didn't return. His friends were worried about him and they alerted authorities who set up a search and rescue mission to him for him. Which, by the way, is great because, you know, America, we'd be like, our friend is missing. They're like, come back in 48 hours. Anyways. <laughs> but uh, when news of the missing man got out, Efforts to find him intensified in nearby neighborhoods with a large group of volunteers joining the mission. And they were calling out his name for hours when suddenly a man from within the group spoke up and said, who are you looking for? I'm here. <laughs> it means <me. laughs> It's unclear how he found himself in his own search party or how his friends didn't realize that he was right under their nose the whole time. But they were safely able to escort him to his house. <laughs> Yeah, I think this article uh, toward the end referenced the one that we did before. Yeah. I, you know, I just, it was just so comical because that would be something I would do. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I'd be super helpful. I'd be like, yay, I will make the graphics. Send me a picture of the missing person. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Oh, shit. That's me. That's me. (laughs) Yeah. So I just thought, great guy. He's yeah. he, he's a little he's, hungover and he still wants to help out. Like he's that's a great helpful. guy. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know. Spot on guy. Okay. <laughs> so, um, next up, this FedEx well, this FedEx. FedEx fired a driver who refused to deliver to homes with Biden or Camel Toe Harris flags. Which thank you, FedEx. Because what the fuck is Camel Toe? Anyways, um, he refused to deliver to homes flying BLM, Biden, or Kamala Harris flags. Just, um, and so FedEx was like, no, you don't work here anymore. He was fired after posting an appalling video on TikTok, which I'm like, y'all gotta stop saying, putting shitty stuff out there on the internet, expecting not to be repercussions. But he was boasting about the fact that he didn't deliver packages to these customers because they did not align with his political beliefs. So. <laughs> he tried to come back and say that I don't know how they fired me when I quit. Well, first of all, he posted a, another video with um, his direct supervisor mm-hmm. who apparently had no problem with what he had done. So I hope FedEx took care of that young fella as well. Excuse me. But um, he was like, I don't know how I could get fired when I quit. Sir, okay. sir, <laughs> you were fired. 
Or they probably did what a lot of corporations did. They offered you the opportunity to walk away. Mm-hmm. And and you, like a dumbass, took that. Because, nope, you're going to fire me because I'm going to get all my unemployment. <laughs> like like hell I'm not gonna quit you gonna fire me <laughs> so you know I just I don't I, I think these people think that their following is so small mm-hmm. that it won't matter but like it don't take much especially on TikTok <clears throat> my following is small and it still ends up out, out of the world you know not that bad, but it's just saying like you uh, racists think they get racist and not face the repercussions and that's fine. They don't learn. That's fine. <laughs> that is that is quite all right. Go ahead and document um all of your fun. We love yeah. it. Thank you. Yeah. Go ahead, get somebody else a job that deserves it. Okay, so apparently some gorillas were being filthy at the Bronx Zoo. <laughs> <laughs> um, one was perform filmed performing oral sex on his partner in front of a gas zoo goers, and is currently blowing up on social media. Somebody was like, "I was shocked. I had no idea that was a natural act." <laughs> okay. <laughs> Anyways, and somebody said, I was in the gorilla exhibit with my four-year-old daughter and niece. My wife had to stay out of the exhibit with my sleeping son. So they actually captured it with video and then the magic happened and that's the guy that filmed the shit. But. (laughs) I mean, so in the video clip, they have the, the gorillas are coming down or whatever and one of them, you know, like he kind of hugs the other one and then he kind of like playfully pushes her down and the people that are watching, they're like, oh, <laughs> and this thing, you know, he grabbed them legs and tossed that ass in the air <laughs> <laughs> and he went to town and then, okay, this is very explicit, <laughs> but she was like humping his face. Like <laughs> this seems quite normal. I don't it was, know. It was, it was. I mean, it was. It was. And I was like, because, I, and I think, I think that's the part that caught me off guard. Because, like, okay, animals do sex. They do, and animals do. You know, animals do sex for more than just procreating. Animals do sex because mm-hmm. they feel good. Mm-hmm. Same reason why we do, <laughs> but. I didn't expect to see her like ride his face like that. I was like, oh my God. She was hunching. That's why they say it's her cousins. I mean, oh my God. So yeah. Yeah. That was everybody at the zoo got a treat. And then, you know, it happened at the Bronx Zoo. And some part of me is just like, see, that would never happen at the Memphis Zoo. Our gorillas have decorum. Our gorillas have decorum. <laughs> So apparently that type of gorilla is bonobos, and they're the only species besides gorillas and humans that have been known to adopt a missionary position during sex. And I'm like, that's an ape. Bonobos apes are. And I'm like, <laughs> just funny. I uh, I love hearing 
stories and learning about how other species do it i it just cracks me up (laughs) i'm telling you especially when the um when the gay agenda people start talking about it's not natural and i'm like "Mm, the animals do it (laughs) (laughs) it it ain't natural Mm, i guess the gay agenda has spread to the animals then Yeah, what was funny is I was YouTubing one day, like, gorillas. Like, the chick gorilla just be minding her business and do be like, (laughs) Yep. That's like, oh, that sucks. (laughs) Anyway, so, Cynthia Bailey, there's been a shakeup at Real Housewives of Atlanta. Yes. Which I'm glad. Anyways. um, Yeah. And I really, I, I, and if you don't want to talk exclusively about Cynthia, that's fine. I really mm-hmm. just put that article there as a placeholder just to talk about all the girls who aren't coming back. I don't know who yeah. will be left. <laughs> so I know Cynthia, like, I feel like her storyline has solidified. She's married. They've been yeah. happy. Leave it alone. You don't have to be on this foolishness anymore. Yeah. Um, who are the other people that are leaving? Portia is not coming back. Yeah, she's... Oh, my God. She posted the other day. She's like, Happy Independence Day to my bae. And I'm like, of course y'all got a Nigerian. Because there was a long time where the storyline was like, Get you a Nigerian, man. They'll get you a badly. And I'm like, of course you got a Nigerian, man. Whatever. (laughs) Well, to, to, to be clear... I don't know if they ever specified Nigerian because the, the thing with Nini was everybody had a rich African. Like, it was yeah. never where they were from. It was just yeah. rich African. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, but, you know, so with Cynthia, I think what really happened is, uh, I don't think she exited on her own. Mm-hmm. I think she didn't like the terms that she, matter of fact, I know because it says so in the article that they offered mm-hmm. her a friend role. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <clears throat> and that's fine because, like you said, it's been long enough. Her, like they really, it's time. Mm-hmm. Go home. It's time. Portia, on the other hand, I really think is about to rebrand. I think mm-hmm. she's about to make a shift. At first, I was a little concerned because I was like, now, because you know she left Dif- Dish Nation as well, and I was like. Now, mm-hmm. Portia don't need it. I know this man got money, but girl, don't be leaving all your jobs just because you right. got to make money. Like, <laughs> but um, she has a lot of other endeavors as well, and I think she's about yeah. to rebrand. And mm-hmm. of course, of course, Nene won't be back. Um, no, of course. And it's like, I, who who who's left to watch? Is has Candy still been there? Child, don't nobody want to look at Candy. <laughs> I know, I, I don't want her there, but I was just wondering if she's still. Um, I think Candy will always be there. I think Candy is a good solid, um, because even even if she doesn't bring, uh, you know, even if her storyline isn't like trash TV, mm-hmm. she brings a lot of good ideas to the network. Solidity, yeah. Also, Portia uh got a spinoff. So, she'll still be on Bravo. Yeah, I'm not going to watch that. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think they can just kind of do a shift like they did on uh, the last season of the game where they brought in uh, Jay Ellis and that other girl and just bring some younger 
people there and it'll be fine they really could just end it all together but i don't think they'll do that no i think there's room for a shift there has to be some good like professionals younger professionals in Atlanta that they can include that aren't these people anymore i don't i guess I was just like, I like the Atlanta version of most reality shows. So I liked Real Housewives of Atlanta. I liked uh, Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. <laughs> same, same. And Atlanta is such a black mecca that I'm like, please give us our things, but please leave these ladies alone. Yeah, I've just, I've grown tired of it. And mm-hmm. like what you just said would be really good. Make a new show with that though. Because mm-hmm. with Housewives... They should be housewives, and they should yeah. be because the the formula they been housewives for a while though. <laughs> the for, the formula was to always have housewives per se. You've got mm-hmm. a, you've got a few who are housewives. You got a couple who work, but not really, and then you've got the single one who's looking for love. That's always mm-hmm. been the formula, and it's it's always a women of a certain age. And because you're talking about housewives. So mm. I like what you said, though, about doing something with young professional, young black professionals. Like, that would be cool. Scrap housewives, though, and do something with that. Like, make it a whole The real show. cool chicks of Atlanta. <laughs> now you're talking. Now you're talking. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. Um, did you ever watch Issa Rae's L.A. reality show? Mm-mm. I forgot what it's called. It's on HBO, and it's like a kind of like a reality, non-scripted show. But it's these young people in LA. But I do not have it in me to watch twenty-year-olds anymore. So <laughs> no, I, <laughs> I can't never stick saw to that. it. But yeah, it's a show. I will. I'll look it up and send it to you later. Okay. <laughs> so we're gonna talk about our favorite people. Which is a Florida man. <laughs> so this guy caught an alligator in his trash can to protect his kids. And honestly, like, hats off to him. Yeah. Because I would have been like, fuck them kids. <laughs> but, you know, people care about their offspring for some reason. Anyways, so he is a front like a hippo mouth. And he, like, was pushing up on an alligator. And then he flipped the front so he would bring his ass in. And then knocked it over. This is like a real people's house kind of trash can. Like, it's not like my yeah. trash can. But, yeah. It's the street trash can. Because that's how my trash can is outside. Yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, I saw this clip on Twitter. Um, a while, And I didn't realize it was a Florida man until I started looking for a Florida mm-hmm. story. And I was like, oh, this is the alligator man. <laughs> and, of course, when I saw it, all I could think was that episode of Atlanta with Cat Williams on it. And that little girl go, he do got an alligator. <laughs> he, he do got an alligator. <laughs> I, I laughed at that for weeks after that show aired. Like, I, I think that was the first time because I had not changed my name on Twitter in years. That was the mm-hmm. first time I changed my name. And I changed it to, he do got an alligator. <laughs> But yeah, you know, I guess people decide to, you know, protect their kids. I mean, I guess. <laughs> yeah, he was like, there's kids outside. He could be hungry. Let me put it up. 
I would have been like, get y'all asses inside. We just gonna have to live here now forever. But, you know, we all know that my survival tactics are zero to none. (laughs) I've decided if there's a zombie apocalypse, I'm just going to get bit because I'm not about to run from zombies all my life. (laughs) I I will not survive. And when the um, when when he's like trying to get the alligator in the garbage can, the alligator starts hissing at him and I'm watching it on my phone and I go, oh, hell no. Because <laughs> if that was me, that is the point where I would walk away. Yeah. I would like throw down the garbage can and run and I would just holler out at the kids, y'all better run. <laughs> because... Right. I mean, get y'all asses in here and sat down. That's it. And, that, and sat down. <laughs> I am such an indoor cat that I was just like, I would never, like, apparently uh, over to the left, there's like a grass, like a little field, and apparently there's a creek on the other side. So my neighbor was telling me that she's seen a coyote, a snake, um, Mm -hmm. a fox, Mm -hmm. uh... What do you call it? The thing that I'm super scared of. Possum. <laughs> Raccoons. <laughs> I was like, nope, none of that. I don't even see none of this. <laughs> yeah. You, you, yeah. With that creek, you, you do have to be wary. It yeah. is. And then is. I have like the ring doorbell. So I get like notifications that were like, yeah, we just saw a coyote. I'm like, don't tell me. I don't even even know. Like, just don't tell me anything. This, this is this why, <laughs> this is why I do not have the ring. I do not. And I, I realize that I probably do need to get some type of camera, but I just, it's going to be a basic ass camera because mm-hmm. I can't see things. I, I am too anxious and I would yeah. literally be watching my, I don't need to know everything that passed my house all day. I don't need to yeah. know if somebody walked up to my house and touched my door. No, I don't need to know that. Yeah. So. Oh yeah. The notifications are, I was just like the whole like security system thing. Just like, I don't know why it gives me anxiety. I'm like, I just want to walk in and be safe and not have to secure right. my home. <laughs> right. Right. But. Yeah. It is what it is. We have it now. So, okay. So we're going to take a break real quick and we'll be right back. All righty. And we are back and we're just going to mosey right on along to our someone something. Someone, something. So, did you hear that? Yeah, I did. Oh, um, it's never a safe place for me to like put my iPad. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So, today I just want to briefly talk about spiritual baths, and the article is titled "Spiritual Baths and What They Mean for Black Girl Wellness." Okay, okay. So. (laughs) water has no enemy says juju bay it cleanses us physically it cleanses us spiritually in many black spiritual practices that predate colonial interactions there has long been a reverence for water and cleansing 
these rituals and concepts have been preserved and transported to the Americas and beyond as a byproduct of the transatlantic slave trade. They can be found in everything from African traditional religions and their descendants, such as Ifa and Black American hoodoo, to the cultural, I don't know that word, embedded in Black expression. <laughs> Syncretism? Sure. Syncretism embedded in Black expressions of Abrahamic religions. So, um... I'm I'm not going to I don't really want to use this time to discuss like the parts of the article that talks about like the hygiene wars, but we've all seen it. And we've all mm-hmm. you know seen the Twitter wars about, you know, do you wash your legs and you know, mm-hmm. white people who insist on telling us they don't bathe. I mean insist on telling <laughs> us they don't bathe. <laughs> like I don't really understand why they feel like we need to know. But the main or wash class and the stronghold on the black community but anyways <laughs> um but the main thing is hygiene is both physical and spiritual um and so it talks about spiritual cleansings across practices physically this appreciation of water can extend to a variety of regular rituals such as spiritual baths People are into cleansing their homes, smoking out their homes with sage, palo santo, and incense, says Aya Osandara, a priestess also known as a bruja banta on social media. You can use a spiritual bath. Nope. You can use a spiritual (laughs) bath. You can use a spiritual bath to also cleanse your body. I think the body gets neglected. Both Juju Bay and Aya Osandara. Am I saying Osundara right? It's Ia Oshundara. Oshun Ia Oshundara. That I do want to say right. Okay. <laughs> okay. Both Jujube and Ia Oshundara stress that the creation and use of spiritual baths as a cleansing ritual is not restricted to adherence of any specific traditional religious practices. Spiritual baths can actually just be taking in regular water that you pray over, Juju Bay says, adding that you can also infuse the water with herbs and other ingredients to amplify whatever intention you have for the bath. And the article goes on to talk about the significance of um bathing rituals and everything and it will the article will be in the show notes y'all can read that i i really don't want to read through the whole article to you because i have something that i want to talk about <laughs> <laughs> my relationship to water is primarily because of my ancestors relationship to water through church through baptism but also through the transatlantic slave trade juju bay explains i have ancestors who decided to jump off ships in the water and their spirits still live there. Their memories still live there. Their bodies still live there. That connection is a complicated melange of trauma and healing. So, prior to reading this, I never looked at my baths as spiritual. Somebody sent me this article, by the way. And Mm. I never, you know, stopped to think about it like that. Mm-hmm. But what is one of the first things? I mean, yeah, I just cannot explain how many baths I've taken lately. Like, because mm-hmm. typically I'm a shower girl. Um, 
but I have taken so many baths because I feel like it just washes everything away. And I had that feeling, but I still Mm -hmm. never characterized it as a spiritual cleansing. But it is. And Mm -hmm. it is instinctive. It is something that, you know, we just do. And it even made me think back to doing um full moon rituals. So I had only done them. I've done them with fire before, like burning things I wanted to release, but I had never done them with water. And Becca, very good friend of the show, gave me one to do once with water. And when I tell you that that was the most powerful ritual I have ever done. Like, I don't even remember what, um, I don't even remember what I was, what I said during the, during it, but, but the water was just so, I started crying in the middle of it, but then I started laughing hysterically. And then like for weeks after that, I just felt so light and, I don't know. I've I've just been all over the place lately. And once again, like I said, I'm just going to blame that on the retrograde. And also I was PMSing. And also I typically am all over the place. And it seems like water just helps bring me back to a nice centering spot. Yeah. As a um, water sign, I feel like water is constant and it's flowing compared to fire where as soon as it's done consuming everything around it, it's over. Mm. And so for some reason, water just gives me feelings of longevity and calmness. It also slows me down. So like me and Mm. being in a bath, I'm not working on stuff. I'm not judging myself based on my productivity. I'm just in a bath. Even when I shower, like the shower is still a game of productivity for me. You know, trying to make sure that I'm as clean as possible and then get out. Whereas bathing is a slower thing. It is more of connecting with myself in that place. So that's why I think um, water is so meaningful to us because it is, it's just such a flowing being. And so it's not very still usually and it's constantly evolving and things are growing and being well in it. Yeah. Mm, mm. You just preached a word. It's <laughs> it's it's preached a word. <laughs> I don't know, but we're gonna say it. I just preached a word. <laughs> you preached. <laughs> <laughs> and for me, even in the shower, it's a time for me to decompress. But mm-hmm. like you said, shower is busy time because so when I take a bath, I don't bathe in the bath I bathe in the shower then I get in the bath to Mm -hmm. just soak Mm -hmm. but when I get (laughs) okay so we're talking about water we're just gonna talk about water so I used to date this guy who used to love to like get in the shower with me and that annoyed the shit out of me because (laughs) because for one I do not like shower sex I don't like it and then it seems dangerous (laughs) it's just so not to get too graphic but like the water is just washing away all of your lubricants (laughs) i'm just saying things get complicated 
<laughs> so, anywho, um, I just don't like it. But I definitely like my listen. My nighttime shower. I got things to do. Okay. I've got to shave, I got to scrub, I got to pluck, I got to exfoliate, I got things to do in my nighttime shower. Like, that is where I get all of this maintenance done. Mm-hmm. And you in here trying to grab on my booty and stuff, nah, we, ain't, we ain't got time for that. If you were, <laughs> like, it used to just annoy me so much because, and I didn't even think about it until you said that, like, yeah, when I get in the shower, I got things to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it is a get in and get out situation although sometimes I have been known to say I say it quite often I'm just ready to get in the shower and get this day off of me because mm-hmm. that's how you feel when it's been a rough day and sometimes I'll get in the shower and I will literally replay whole events and scenes in my head and then practice on how I should have reacted <laughs> or what I should have said or sometimes I get in the shower and I put on a whole concert. You never know what's going to happen. I don't know. I save the replaying for in the bed when I'm supposed to be sleeping. <laughs> see, see. Someone bought me a shower CD player when I graduated uh, from undergrad. So that's dating myself. But that was one of the best gifts I ever had. I mean, of course you have to pick what CD you're going to play and put it in before the shower. But yeah, now we was... have smart devices for this. <laughs> <laughs> but that was like the best thing ever. And yeah, so anyway, I just wanted to take a moment and just say, you know, don't forget the simple things. And yeah. I'll go back to all that Doyen said about that stillness in that water like, read the article, guys, because it's really good. It's really good. Um, Speaking of, did you use the um, shower wine holder that I got you? The bathtub wine holder? I was going to say, I don't use it in the shower. <laughs> yeah, don't do use it in the shower because then water will get in your wine. It's not good. <laughs> I do, but I don't get, it doesn't stick. So my bathtub, I stick it to the side of the tub on the outside of the tub. Because my That's wall, my wall, is, <laughs> my wall is painted. It's, it's paint, it. so it doesn't. It's not tile, so it doesn't, it doesn't stick. stick no. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I was I just wondering how it worked for you, just in case I want to buy it for me. So. <laughs> <laughs> but most of the time, well, because you know I don't like to get too hot while I'm in the bathtub, mm-hmm. so it comes in handy because that way I can put my wine in there. And then I can put my glass of water on my tray. <laughs> <laughs> we got it. We got it. All right, guys. Uh, so okay. let's get on down to this week's poor life decision. Poor life decision. So we just talked about, you know, how water is going to cleanse us. And now we're going to talk about seven burnout coping strategies that take five minutes or less. That was the selling point for me with this article. Things that are quick. So, according to therapist Melissa Russiano, burnout or fatigue to the point that normal functioning stops is exacerbated by both internal and external triggers. It impacts you both emotionally and physically. By internal triggers, 
Bruciano means internal thought processes like emotional exhaustion, feeling drained, and things like, oh, and thinking things like, there's literally no way I can get through this stack of menial tasks. External triggers are often less out of your control, like your micromanager boss, your kids' teachers, or an onslaught of irritating customers who don't tip at work. Nobody tips me at work. It's so rude. <laughs> you know, I was like, <laughs> I don't, nobody ever pays me in gum. <laughs> So Vice spoke with therapists about their oft-recommended five-minute or less tips for dealing with symptoms of burnout. Thinking of these things not as fixes for all of your problems, because it's not, but think of these as actionable tricks that can help you dip out and reframe the negative vibes and thoughts that make burnout feel worse. So tip number one, take inspo from the kid lifestyle. So we don't often think of kids as being burned out. And that's probably because they aren't. Because by comparison, their lives rule. Dedicated lunchtime, recess, arts and crafts. All cues we could take from kids in terms of preventing our own burnout. So the emphasis on that is kids have designated playtime. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, the author says you can literally play like a child or if that's too weird for you um or if you don't have access to a swing set or games uh Ruciano referred to this same concept as carving out time for any kind of movement now she clarifies not exercise because the need to work out can quickly become yet another demand placed upon our sad corporal forms but movement so it's all about movement. And let me tell you, I feel so good after my personal dance parties. Like, movement really helps. Were you the one who told me about how you would do, like, the wobble in the morning? <laughs> that was not me. <laughs> that was somebody. It may have been Candace, but, like, there's somebody was talking about how they did the wobble every morning and they could, like, see a difference in their fitness and stuff like that. <laughs> I may start trying to do that though. I mean, I don't dance like every morning, but I've definitely yeah. when um uh when Twerkalator came out, uh, <laughs> I definitely was late to work one morning because I had to learn the TikTok dance. Like I was I so I dreamed it in my sleep and so I was like, I got this. <laughs> and so i had to practice it in the mirror so i was definitely late for work doing that i used to be sore from doing the wobble i might start doing wobble every morning i I know i get sore up from doing the whole wobble as you were saying that i was thinking to myself that's actually like a pretty good thing to do this is yeah so our next tip is go to bed five minutes earlier each night Now, realistically, no. Five more minutes of sleep on the front end isn't going to make a noticeable difference in your energy level throughout the next day. But what makes this trick useful is that those five minutes add up if you stack them up each day. And it makes you more conscious of your bedtime, something that almost always suffers when people feel burned out. Sleep 
it's the first thing to go because people are working harder or thinking too much or they're having a hard time falling asleep. And I don't know about you, Doya, but every time I like purposely try to make sure I go to bed early or on time, I just end up going to bed at the same late time that I always do. <laughs> like, I don't... What's your on time? So 10 o'clock is my own... Well, actually, no. In the bed, 9 o'clock is my own time. In the bed. <laughs> 10 o'clock is my own time sleep. Yes. I guess 10 o'clock I plan to be in the room. I try not to sleep after midnight. Um, but also, I don't... My problem with sleep is I wake up a lot. And so I, I have been through this awful cycle where, like, I get on my antidepressants, I go back to sleep, and I'm normal sleeping. And I'm like, oh, I feel fine. Let's stop taking it. Of it's course. not logical. I don't understand why I do it. <laughs> because but... your, brain, your brain tells you, you know what? You feel good. You don't need medicine. Yeah. Medicine and... is for people who don't feel good. Right. <laughs> but so even now, like, with the COVID vaccine booster that I did last week, and then I started back on my antidepressant. I'm just tired for no apparent reason. Yeah. And so I would try it, but I don't have a, like I said, I try to be in my room at 10 o'clock. I don't give myself a hard bedtime. <laughs> so, because yeah. I'll, be, I'll be up by like six or seven in the morning, usually six. <laughs> yeah. So I was just like, I don't know what. And then my problem with this, because, you know, my brain, the way my brain works is I find fault in everything. So I'm like, how early is too early where we can stop going five minutes early? <laughs> like when we go to bed at five o'clock, is that <laughs> too early? Listen, that that day that I told you I came home in the middle of the day and just got in the bathtub, mm -hmm. I I literally, so I sat in the bath for two hours. So yes, I was in there until I was pruned the was and the cold. water was cold. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and when I got out, I got straight in the bed. I watched maybe one more episode of Ted Lasso and I went to sleep. <laughs> so, and I slept all night. I mean, I woke up a couple times, but yeah, I was in the bed for the night. You know, one thing I noticed is that when I used to um, be a part-time mom, <laughs> when I used to keep my niece when my sister was working nights, I was so... I was so much more structured because I had to be. And mm -hmm. so I went to bed like because so I put her to bed at eight. And mm -hmm. so I kind of did her kind of like how you said you, you didn't give yourself a hard bedtime, but you're just in the room. So mm -hmm. by eight o'clock, she had to be in the bed, but she didn't have to be asleep. And she mm -hmm. could have whatever toys in the bed that she wanted in the bed. Mm -hmm. But I knew she was sleepy, so she was going to eventually go to sleep. Mm -hmm. And then, like, if she wasn't asleep by 8.30, it was lights out, you know, and whatever. I mean, I can't make you go to sleep if you're not sleepy, but that rarely happens. She was almost always asleep by the time I peeked back in there. Mm -hmm. But because I got her into bed at a certain time, then... I would get me into bed at a certain time. And also because I knew I had to get up early to get her ready for school and then take her to school. And so it's like having extra responsibility just helps. Yeah. I think we talked about it before. Like, I think even when you were in school, 
you had a yeah. lot of structure yeah. and structure we got out of school me. and we thought we didn't need structure and we still need structure. So structure, <laughs> helps, structure helps me a lot. Yeah. I don't know why we think we grown, but we ain't. <laughs> Listen to last week's episode of, or a week before last. <laughs> so our next tip, take a little vacation in your mind. So you know how people are always like, imagine you're on a beach. Well, this tip is basically that. But before you laugh it off or roll your eyes, consider it for a moment. Carly Bassett, a therapist in Austin, told Vice she used to imagine herself eating gelato in Italy. Back when she was working in a high-stress hospice environment in close proximity to death and dying all day. I would often stop at a market for lunch and get gelato and sit there in the sun and just in my mind, I would go to Italy, Bassett said. On its face, this sounds twee and useless, but remember we're dealing with internal burnout. So half the battle is tricking your mind into thinking that it's relaxed and getting out of that flight or fight zone that so often occurs during moments of extreme stress. Don't knock it before you try it. Um, I am really bad at that. Um, I have a wonderful imagination. It runs away from me all the time but when i am super stressed and i am (laughs) when i'm super stressed (laughs) and i'm trying to like picture myself somewhere else because that is a tactic that my therapist gave me it just don't work for me yeah there's a song um called jalef on a jet and so sometimes i listen to that and just think of like me being on a jet eating jollof rice, which is just delightful. <laughs> that sounds so that would like be good manifesting. Times. But at the same time, um, sometimes even like with work Zoom calls, sometimes people put like backgrounds of like beach video in the background. And it's like, oh, it could be at the beach. But I'm <laughs> in sun, uh, land trap, Dallas. <laughs> but I could be at the beach. And so I totally get that. Um, other thing I would say is sometimes taking a little vacation in my mind is just going to TikTok <laughs> where I don't have to think about anything. Today I found the llama corner in TikTok and it's a delightful place. <laughs> and you know what? Maybe that's what works for me. And maybe it's because because when you said beach again, I'm not a beach person. I've never loved the beach. I don't care about the beach. I I, I don't. I I'm not a destination person, period. I mm-hmm. I like to go places because I'm supposed to. <laughs> like, I don't... That's just not, not my thing. Okay. So, um... Next tip. Come up with a short, encouraging mantra. So, speaking of tricking your brain, something Ruciano and Bassett both mentioned is the importance of reframing negative thoughts into positive or at least neutral thoughts. In other words, an internal monologue that's all, I can't do anything right and everything is going wrong and I'm at the end of my rope, that's not going to make your burnout feel any better. So you got to do away with the negative talk. When you feel yourself starting to slip into that zone, Rusignano recommends having a mantra handy. This can be anything you want as long as it's short simple and repeatable do you have a mantra 
I like to remind myself that I'm like, it's a journey. I'm not going to be perfect tomorrow or the day after that, but as long as I'm progressing. So progress, not perfection. Okay. And so that's really a big thing that um, I like to remind myself because we were raised to pursue perfection and perfection doesn't exist. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had a mini flashback there. <laughs> <laughs> And so what I did love about them talking about, like, putting a sticky note, I do have sticky notes sometimes around my my computer screens. They have kind of, um, of course, with Instagram and all of that, there's all kinds of affirmations out there. So stuff that, like, resonates with me, I will put that on my computer so I can see it regularly and remind myself of it. Hold on. I was responding to my mom. See, I don't understand why. Hey, mom. Child, you know what? Tell her I like older lady friends as well. <laughs> she wants to contact me. <laughs> My mom will have strong words for you if you call her older lady. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like a backwards cougar for ladies. It's weird. <laughs> other, other, Anyways, go ahead. other people need to learn granny's schedule other than me. She's like, where is mama? I'm calling the house. Don't worry about it. She is. Yeah. Yeah. She's on the phone with her. She has like 13 different Bible classes that they do by phone. <laughs> <laughs> I spoke with her just before this one started. She's on the phone with Bible class. Anyway. <laughs> um, so I have a sticky note on my desk and I can't recall exactly what it says because I didn't write it. I actually found it in my office when I moved mm-hmm. in my office and it's something like, oh, Lord, hold my hand or something. Anyway, I don't know. But it's on my desk because sometimes I do have to look on it. But the screensaver on my computer, I've had the same screensaver for 18 years now on my computer for the work. <laughs> because, I, because I mean it. It is, my, it is the same thing that I've had for 18 years of work. It says, um, dear Lord, be good to me. Well, the sea is so wide and my boat is so small. And so my mantra that I'll say is the sea is so wide, the sea is so wide, my boat is so small. And it's just to remind me that someone is looking after me, someone is taking care of me and it's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually a fisherman's, it's, it's a small part of a larger fisherman's prayer, but that has been my screensaver. It's also the um, motto for the, uh, children's defense fund so but that's been my screensaver for 18 years <laughs> 18 years um oh i'm dating myself i feel a little old i was like that's the age of my niece okay <laughs> go ahead feel a little old that's all right that's all right but um yeah so quick the the main thing though because both of us had things that were a little wordy but we have mantras where we shortened it down and that's the main thing you want to be quick and something you can say to yourself Mm -hmm. um that's very important now this next tip we're here to help Mm -hmm. listen to a few (laughs) minutes of a funny podcast if you're working (laughs) if you're working from home or you have brief breaks at your shift job consider using a couple of minutes to laugh this is uh this kind of ties in with the child inspo thing where you know kids are always laughing. Now people, we're here to serve, okay? Yes. We're here to help. And in all honesty, 
Um, most people these days, I wear earbuds all day, all day. Mm-hmm. And most people these days, regardless of their job, wear earbuds. Even even in jobs where I feel like it's inappropriate that they have them in, mm-hmm. they do. So all I'm saying is, you already got a man. Go yeah. on hit, go on hit play. We here, we here. Yeah. And yeah, if you need a laugh, freaking hilarious. <laughs> you need a laugh. I mean, you know, even even when we get to the serious part of the show, we drunk by the time we get to this part, so it's gonna be funny because we can't talk, we Cheers. can't read. I mean, listen, <laughs> listen. I mean, we we we're here to serve. We're here to serve. <laughs> yeah. Here to serve. So, and the next tip is to make your home or workspace five percent nicer. Now, this isn't an order to redo or rearrange your entire house or office, but to incorporate one nice new thing in your daily scene. Maybe that's a new coffee mug with a funny cartoon printed on it or a $5 bouquet of peonies from Trader Joe's. Bassett recommends adding some nice new sensory objects to your space to mix it up and put a joy bringing thing in an otherwise joyless space. First of all, I'm going to tell a lie and shame the devil. The peonies at Trader Joe's are no longer $5. They haven't been $5 for a long time. But it's nice <laughs> to have the flowers. It doesn't, it's not there year round. Peonies are my favorite flowers. And it is beautiful. Um, also, not keeping every mug you own on your desk is a way to make it 5% nicer. <laughs> yes. Don't keep every mug you own. <laughs> It's just, it's a struggle living in a two-story household. I'm just like, I need to bring like a tub upstairs and put all my cups and bring them back downstairs. So now that I'm in a house and everything's one level, I do have to remind myself that I don't have to do things like that because prior to (laughs) me buying my house, I was, I lived in townhouses all the time. So there's an upstairs, downstairs. And it was like, and also it was like, okay, what else do I need before I go up here? Because I ain't coming. <laughs> right. And I would this... always like go to bed, like I would, which I still do put water beside my bed when I go to bed at night. But like now I don't worry about a big jug of water. It could just be a little cup. Because if I drink it all, I can just get up and go get some more. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> so I have um like a, a little thing to put my water in so I don't have to go downstairs. I also have, uh, it's supposed to be a skincare fridge, but sometimes I put drinks in there just Dorian. so that it's cold. <laughs> it's okay. <Dorian. laughs> Anyways. Anyways, make your worker host waste 5% nicer. <laughs> Listen, I love my skincare fridge, but that honestly was a waste of money. <laughs> it was. It was, I waited till it was at Walmart. It was thirty dollars, so really, oh. I was just hiding. Well, yours was my bad. sparkling water and shit up in there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and so our final tip: come up with something tangible to look forward to. When you start feeling that overwhelmed, spiraling out of control sort of way. Bassett recommends dipping out and writing down or just thinking about your ideal Saturday or whatever the next day is that you have off. What sort of things will you do that are fun and not chores? So I'm just going to tell you, I fantasize about rest. 
Mm-hmm. I, I mean, when I think about, like, on Mondays, when I'm sitting in my office, I am counting down to Saturday when I can lounge around. I typically clean up on Friday nights so mm-hmm. that I can lounge on Saturday because there is nothing like lounging in a clean home. Nothing like it. I, because I'm a new home owner person, I fantasize about steam mopping. <laughs> yes, yes. But that it's is a, a chore. That's a chore. It's not a chore. I enjoy with steam mopping. <laughs> so, like, sometimes I try to find little things to be excited because I don't want to always, like, be excited about laying around. So, um, I will be excited, like, Maybe there's a Harry Potter marathon. You know. There always is. (laughs) Typically, there is. These past two weeks, there has not been a Harry Potter marathon. And I feel like they did it because they knew October was coming up. So, they're probably going to be one, like, every weekend in October. Because normally, you can find, on one of them stations, there's, like, about three stations I check early Mm -hmm. Saturday morning. Because they're going to have it. But, anywho, um... Ex- um, I would say other weird things that happen on TV that I enjoy. Shrek. <laughs> but I only like the first two. I don't like the... Yeah, there, uh, there shouldn't be any more than the first two shirts. <laughs> the external forces of burnout are likely beyond your control, and focusing on trying to change those is only going to make you feel more overwhelmed. But giving yourself a small reprieve from the onslaught of everyday life, that is totally achievable. So we just, I mean, and a lot of these tips are things that we have gone over before. Some of them are things that we've done complete shows on already. Mm -hmm. So guys, basically what we're saying is this shit is hard, okay? Mm -hmm. Find a way to deal (laughs) the best you can and carve out some time um for yourself i really like that tip about you know children having designated playtime designate time for you to do the things that you enjoy Mm -hmm. i would definitely say that like especially the work stuff i'm really busy at work really struggling with my undiagnosed adhd and so sometimes i'm just like i gotta take a break and Mm -hmm. watch tiktok Mm -hmm. and look at the llamas and mm-hmm. alpacas. I saw alpaca pooping today in the, um, somebody's bathroom. And I was like, this looks like struggle. So then I looked on YouTube. And apparently, like, normal alpacas just poop standing up. So I really feel like you shouldn't keep your alpacas in a home. But <laughs> that's my TSA for today. <laughs> we can move along. <laughs> so, Doyen, it's time for our favorite part of the show. The buy you a drink. I can buy a drink. Okay. Okay, fall is almost fell, and mm-hmm. I think it's almost time for wigs, especially headband wigs. So mm. I'm buying a drink for headband wigs. <laughs> Listen, a quality headband wig? Mm. I, I have or a, I a have... cheap Amazon headband wig. <laughs> I have, it's a, really good. <laughs> I have one that's a bob, and when I wear mm-hmm. that one, everyone thinks it's my hair. Like, everyone's <laughs> like, because it's so nice. And, like, um, and I always get the, 
So I don't know if you can tell, like, well, let me see. I don't know if you can tell the texture of it, but, mm. like, I always get the kinky straight so that it looks more like, you know, my texture. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, everybody's like, oh, you wore your hair out today. I'm like, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've been bald-headed since June, so they know that it's just a week. <laughs> <laughs> But I'm excited because it's about to get cool and my head's going to be cold and I'm going to wear some wigs and it's going to be great. I'm excited about getting braids. Um, I've been wanting some braids for a while and I was supposed to make an appointment to get them done. And I just said, you know what? Um, I'm going to either let my little cousin or my little niece just play in my hair and get it done because to be honest i always wear my braids up so it doesn't really matter what they look like yeah so there was a event we had like earlier in the month or a couple months ago and it was like with high level people in my company and sis had some box braids for the summer and i was like yes like yes you love to see it having your summer break (laughs) yes yes you love to see it like normalize braids being professional because they are yeah it's neat it's such a professional part of our life exactly roxy come here come here i can feel her looking at you i'm just like she barks because this house is so big, so she barks, but she ain't even know what she's barking at. She's lazy. And so she's just like, be barking at nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Anyways, this is like, this is when I feel like a black mama. I'm like, Roxy, what you barking at? <laughs> so I am going to buy a drink for quality air conditioning. Yeah. Um, because I just remember suffering this time last year. <laughs> and when I, it was so muggy today. And when I got in, I was like, oh my God, I, I forgot. Cause I, I have, I, when I bought my new unit, I bought, you know, the, um, smart thing, whatever. And I was like, oh, I forgot to set it to come on and cool down before I had to get in the closet. And then I thought. Girl, you ain't got no raggedy system no more. You got good <laughs> quality air conditioning. So I just want to buy a drink for good quality air conditioning. To be fair, yes, I uh, set up my nest so that Tuesday about 4.30. Like, because usually I'm upstairs and I don't get hot easily. And so I just keep it really high. Yeah. So I was like 4.30... No, I said maybe five o'clock. I was like, okay, stop dropping it. So I'm not dying in this closet. (laughs) Also, I can open the vent in this, not in the closet, but in this room. Mm -hmm. So that helps. But with my older system, because it was so old, I had most of the vents closed Mm -hmm. so that it was pushing all the air into my bedroom because I can't sleep hot. (laughs) (laughs) But now I can just open vents left and right. Yeah. Praise God, I had two HVACs upstairs and upstairs. Praise God. Ooh, but yes. um, now that is luckily that is I a blessing. The, yes, but luckily I have the nest, so I can control like downstairs. 
I don't keep it very cool during the day because I'm mostly upstairs and yeah. like, I can schedule my things out. So um, my bill now looks like my bill at the old apartment, which is half of the space. So <laughs> <laughs> That is a blessing when you have like an upstairs and downstairs to have two different units because mm-hmm. otherwise yeah. you're going to have to close their vents. You got to switch every season and mm-hmm. don't nobody got time for that. <laughs> Ain't nobody got time for that. So, Dorian, tell people how they can talk to us and get in contact with us. All right. You can talk to us very carefully because we're very sensitive. Mm. But <laughs> we are on the Instagram. It's Poor Life Decision. One decision because we're changing them at a time. Feel free to DM us um, when Instagram isn't broke because apparently they're broke. Um, <laughs> but Twitter is, you know, always yeah, a lot of popping. Live and on time at PLD Pod. Uh, Chris is talking about our TV shows, which is currently American Horror Story, which I'm kind of scared to watch, but Chris got me. And then eventually, <laughs> later on in this month, we're going to be definitely talking about Insecure because mm. we have to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, also, you can email us at hello at poorlifedecision.com. Uh, please just email us. Let us know what you want to talk about. We are in the pandemic, and I know it's quiet, mm-hmm. and you're not able to talk to people regularly about your issues. Well, we're happy to talk about. What are you doing? <laughs> oh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> we can talk. Speaking of, we're probably going to talk about ADHD in Black women very soon. <laughs> I was making a fan out of all the bobby pins I just pulled out of my hair. <laughs> Doya was asking for a tutorial for, like, how to do a bun. And I was like, do- yeah. I don't know. Like, I just wrapped the hair around there, and I just started sticking bobby pins anywhere. So I got, like, 50, yeah. 11 bobby pins. I was just making a little fan out of them. Yeah, I just look up, and she has, like, a claw of bobby pins. <laughs> but, um, yes, yeah, so very soon we're going to be talking about ADHD and black women and how we... <laughs> we deal um, <laughs> yes but all in all we love y'all um please be well it is fall has fell um mm-hmm. probably won't feel it until the temperature i mean the the time change occurs but go ahead and start getting your vitamin d because i just say like sometimes we'll be like oh we don't need no vitamin d once you start taking it you feel better <laughs> maybe I should try it because I maybe yes. I should try it. It's, it's yeah. Also, my outside light because you you're talking about time change. I have my porch light on a timer, mm-hmm. and I have it set for sunrise and sunset. But mm-hmm. lately, it's been on all day because it's been so gloomy outside. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I need to switch the time, and it's getting darker mm-hmm. earlier. So I need to move it on up. Yeah, I gotta go to Mississippi in a couple of weeks, so I'm like, I need these deers to stay where the fuck they're at. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but. there was a deer um in the middle of the road mm-hmm. on my way to work the other There's morning. Some deers in this house. There's some deers. In this house. Sorry, y'all. We we're from the country. Anyway, <laughs> I'm country and proud. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, drink water, sunscreen, listen to your face when it's angry at you because mm, mm-hmm. or else it'll scream super loud like mine and you'll have all kinds of issues um yeah, yeah and we love you guys and we will see you next week
Bye. Bye. We love you. Bye.